Blog Talk Radio. Hello, world. This is Billy B.J. Jones, and this is Nadim Tapsh, and we are the Fright Talk Guys, and we welcome you to the first episode of 2021. Happy New Year's to you, loved ones, and et cetera. It has been an unforgettable 2020. May the 2021 year bring you good health, good vibes, positive cheer, and and prosperity. And if you'd like to speak to us at any time during this live podcast, you can call us at 347-539-5372. That number is 347-539-5372. And we recognize that those of you who are loyalists, who continue to communicate with us via email, you already know that email line, but we'll go ahead and share it for those who are first timers. If you'd like to email your questions, comments, or requests, you can send them at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or Fright talk guys at gmail.com. We want you to start using that Fright Talk Guys email, folks, if you can, only because it's a cool name and it's easy to remember. <laughs> so please go ahead and do so. But wait, there's more. We also have a Fright Talk uh, Instagram account that you can also d- DM your questions, comments, or requests to, and you can send them to my brother, co-host Nadine Tabs at N-T-A-B-S-C-H, also on Instagram. Nadim, how are you? Happy New Year, my brother. How are you? Happy New Year. I am good. I woke up this morning and it felt like just a positive day. So, yes. and that's the outlook that I want to use for 2021. Just a positive uh, day. And uh, what can be better? You know, first day of January, and here I am with uh, my friend, my brother from another mother, and we're going to do a podcast. So, that is absolutely amazing. And we're very much looking forward to hearing all of your questions and all of your comments. And thank you so much to all of our supporters, wishing you guys a very, very happy new year with a lot of health, uh, positivity, as Billy said, and just a lot of love and also a lot of spookiness. Oh yeah. You know, Nadine, I'm so glad you said that because today's show, for those of us who are listening for, for those listening live right now, the fight talk guys, we of course want to provide you a preview of the 2021 horror topics. Got a topic you want us to cover? Send them over our way. Let's make 2021 a frightfully fun year of horror. So our goal here, folks, is to get you, A, for those of you who are loyal to the, to the, to the franchise or theme, we want to keep you interested. But we also want you to help us to onboard some newcomers as well. Because we recognize that maybe horror is not everyone's taste, and we're, we're okay with that. But over the past half a year, we began to uh, gather a new listenership. And those are individuals who are kind of, we want to convert them. We want to bring them in. So we hope that our continuous conversations here, our fun, our intellect, and all the good wit that we provide are very helpful for you to understand the genre and find ways in which you can connect to it wholeheartedly. And so, Nadeem, I have a question for you, actually. 
to start us off, I want to start with a question to you. So 2021, it's an odd year to, to pronounce. Do you agree? Like yes. last year when it was 2020, it was like, oh, 2020, 2020 vision. We had all these things, right? And so I want to start first with just a basic question about 2021 in terms of horror. Do you have any expectations for anything horror? Not only movies, but books, franchise, whatever. Do you have any personal expectations or requests for the genre? I do. I'm looking forward to, there's a few movies that I know that are in production that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. I don't know if it will be released in 2021, but I know It Chapter 3 is one that they have been, that they are working on. They've already mm-hmm. announced it. I am most definitely looking forward to the next season of Stranger Things. Because that has not come out yet, and I am very much looking forward to that. So I'm always looking forward to whatever new things can arise in the horror genre. And not just with um, movies and and books, but I think last year a lot of people, and I'm sure you would agree with this, Billy, just in celebration of Halloween or whatever the case is, people got creative in how they celebrated. And so I'm wanting – I'm wanting to see how that creativity translates into the new year. Would you agree Ooh, with that? That's a very good point. In fact, uh, and, and, and not only from Halloween, but within other seasonal uh, periods or tradi- you know, traditionally celebrated periods of the year, how all that can translate as well. That's a very good point. And, and I'll share this. My, we, we said it before on previous episodes. I mean, is there anything else that's yet to be done or hasn't already been done? We know that, folks. We get it. But I think also, too, the beauty of this is that because we're on, a, we're on the cusp, well, now we're arrived to a new year, anything better than what we had last year would be fun, right? Right. And so I am personally looking forward to just, just seeing something. Even if it's something that's already been done, I'm going to embrace it because it, it's, I guess I've become, yeah, we're always going to be critics, right? But I've become less of a critic of creation because now we've joined that ranks, right? And when you yes. join that community of creators, creatives as well, you want to try to be supportive of others as well. And so I am looking forward to the very same things that you're looking forward to. And also the possibilities of just being surprised or shocked by things we thought we knew. And I want to say this, Nadine, folks, don't sleep on Netflix and don't sleep on Shudder because there are great things that are coming out because movies are not happening. Movie theaters aren't happening the way they do. People are resorting, producers and filmmakers are resorting to other mechanisms to get the word out and to, of course, get their products out. So now these, you know, these other shows are, or, or platforms are creating new outlets. So people stay tuned. Yes, absolutely. And I know you mentioned Shudder and I mean, Shudder has a mm-hmm. lot of great content. Uh, they really do. And Netflix, I mean, what can you say? How often do they have a miss? You know, I mean, Netflix is just, they are just balling. But definitely there's obviously, there's always new projects in the horizon, even amongst the Fright Talk guys. There's always something we got in the horizon as well. So very much looking forward to um, the possibility, the new prospects of things that can arise definitely from the uh, creative and original standpoint. A lot of folks are commenting on, uh, you know, Ryan Murphy and his work. And is it Ryan Murphy or John Murphy? My apologies, Mr. Murphy. Um, But, you know, the the incredible creator of some of some of the great horror shows that we're seeing, especially like Ratchet that's on on Netflix and things like that. And so folks are always turning to him. I think he does American Horror Story as well. So there's Mm -hmm. all these great expectations, you know, and I have to throw that in. In fact, American Horror Story, 
you know, this is going to be the year it's released, I think it's season 10. And so this will be great. And there's already been some little, little leaks or, or, or twists that Ryan Murphy himself, Murphy has li- li- um, released himself on social media that indicates that definitely it's happening this year, that they're going to be resuming some filming in, in, the, in the month, in fact, this month and next month, so that they can be ready for a fall release to bring back the tradition. Yeah, and American Horror Story is absolutely amazing. And if you look at the production of Ratchet with American Horror Story, they have the same feel. You know how when you watch a Tim Burton movie, you're like it has, and you watch a, a few of them, you're like they have the same Tim Burton feel. Yeah. So the Horror Story and Ratchet kind of have that same feel, the same aura. Both excellent shows, by the way. Got a question came in from Maria Nadine. She wants to know how did you guys spend the holidays? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it was very low key, which I appreciated. You know, you usually travel around seeing different uh, family members and, and obviously friends. So we definitely missed that part on, uh, Christmas. We, you know, we opened our gifts, uh, made a little drop off to some relatives of their gifts and then just came back home. And in the new year, the same thing, just staying at home, watch the countdown, very, very low key. And I think that because it was uh, low key, it was kind of, it was very refreshing because like I said, I woke up this morning and it felt like a good day. And I feel that's because I wasn't exhausted from the holiday season, from going to, you know, family's houses all over the place. I, I didn't feel like I was in a, any type of rush. So um, low key at home, very well, very good. Just low key at home. How about you, Billy? I know um, you had a little bit of busier holiday season than I did. It started busy, but then at some point I just let it go. I've been I've been so delinquent, everybody. And I, I mean, wake, going to sleep at two, three in the morning, waking up ten, eleven, twelve in the afternoon. And it's been wonderful because it takes a few days, Maria. When you're educators and podcasters, it takes a few days for you to break the monotony of your work week as an educator and to finally get into the rhythm of vacation. So those first few days, your your body's confused <laughs> because it's like, wait a minute, I'm used to you doing this or doing that. But then when you finally get into voc- vacation mode, it just is great when you finally are able to vegetate a bit. And I think that's one thing, like Nadine said, being able to just sit in one place. I will tell you, Maria, speaking on horror, I told Nadine this a couple weeks ago. I did see the special on that uh, on Shudder um, for Creepshow. It was so good. It was a great, it was a one episode, 45 minute episode of great fun and horror. And I thought it was super cool. It was super, I mean, Creepshow at the end of the day is like, you know, it's not like, like it's, it's scary, but it's not like scary. You know what I mean? Right. And so, but I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with it because it was also Christmas. So I was kind of like cool with that idea of not being so intensely crazy, but it was so good. And it had such a good ending. It almost felt like the holiday spirit of Christmas was within the horror genre or the storyline because it ended positively. And so definitely I encourage you to all to go check it out. Maria, do check it out. And the props to the Shutter family for adopting the, the Creepshow franchise and bringing it to the 21st century. I'm enjoying it very much. And I hear a rumor, Nadine, that there are more Creepshow episodes that are coming from the Shutter family. Oh, that's wonderful. As a matter of fact, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because we had a a question from Donald, um, and his question was, have you guys seen the Creepshow Holiday Special on Shudder? Oh. I mean, I I have not. Uh, I did see season one of Creepshow, uh, mm-hmm. of the new Creepshow, 
which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I have not seen the holiday special, but trust me that it's in my lineup. But I, oh, I very much enjoy it. To it. Billy, we have a question here, um, and this one is from Rebecca. And it's a good question because it kind of uh, goes into us previewing, you know, the year. Rebecca asks, how much prep goes into making a show? And I assume she means one of our shows. So Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a lot of ask. I mean, we do it because we pretty much are now in, we have a routine, right? With what we know that we have to do with the sound checks and all that. But um, it's not, it's not a wham, bam, one minute to the next type deal that I can definitely say there's, there's preparation that goes into it. There's a research aspect. Billy and I discussed the topics uh, pretty much long before. And, and we also debate the mm-hmm. topics, whether it's something yep. or not we feel that people would be interested in. Um, of course, the, the tech aspect that Billy takes care of on his end. And, um, you know, like, you know, the sound checks and there's just monitoring uh, the, the calls coming in, uh, the emails and all that. So it's quite a few uh, steps of preparation. But honestly, and I think Billy would agree with this, I think the most difficult part is if you're doing it with a co-host the way we do, it has to flow. For us, it right. flows. So it works. If you're working with a co-host and it doesn't flow, if you're working with a co-host and you can't seem to come to terms with what you want to do. It, it mm-hmm. can get difficult, but mm-hmm. we don't have that. Our mm-hmm. our work production goes into just a lot of details to make sure the the show is enjoyable. So, Billy, what's your your perspective on it? It's interesting. I agree to everything you said, and I'll add this and, and listen well to this, Rebecca. The co-host makes a difference. You know, Nadim and I are friends. We knew each other well before we decided to do this, but. Also, going into this, we knew we had the same passion, heart, ethic to just have fun. We have fun when we're doing this. Even before this show, Rebecca, we try not to get too much ahead of ourselves because we can actually start our show before the show starts, right, Nadine? Yeah. Sometimes well, that happens. You know, like, you know, I love to bring this moment up and Dean's going to kill me, but every time he brings up his favorite movie, he watches for <laughs> And we won't list it. You'll have to go back to episode nine to hear it, folks. But it is, it's, it's those kind of conversations cause, because we talk all the time throughout the week, almost every other day of the week. We're chatting about all kind of nonsense things like brothers. But when we get to the show, it's so much fun because now we, we're able to bring live what we do naturally right. to a public forum. And I think that's what we want people to know, Rebecca, is that what we do is very genuine. Who you hear is who we are. We're not thinking yeah. here. We're, we're the same people you would see or, or meet on the street or meet in our classroom or better yet, listen to on this podcast, we're that consistent in each of those settings. Absolutely. And uh, and anybody that knows us, Billy, our sarcasm, our wit, our humor, <laughs> it's exactly the same. None of it is different. I think you, you worded that beautifully. <laughs> I'd like to remind everybody that if you would like to call into the show, the telephone number is 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. Five three seven two. And if you'd like to email your questions in, we already have quite a few coming through. You can email at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or at frighttalkguys at gmail.com, frighttalkguys at gmail.com. And, of course, you could always direct message me through Instagram at N-T-A-B-S-C-H or at frighttalkguys on our Instagram page. Dean, I got a question for you that's coming in. And this was a really good one from Vanessa. Listen to this. We have not covered this, so this is interesting. 
Um, Vanessa wants to know, do you think the work that the works that the world is ready for graffiti novel horror movies or movies inspired by like, I mean, graphic, not not graffiti, graphic novel horror movies. So like, for instance, I'll use, I don't, it's not graphic, but let's say I'll use as an example in general, the league for extraordinary gentlemen. It was a comic book. It was adapted, right? right? Um, Blade. Blade, Blade was a comic book. Yeah. What's coming um, is Morbius. That's coming, yes, actually. The vampire, Morbius, yeah. You know, but, but, it's, but it's, it's not horror. You know what I mean? Creep show, folks. Creep show was Creep horror. Show was that yeah. show. But do you think the world is ready for that kind of crossover? Because like, there are some other names of, of readings and things that, you know, that we, you and I are still learning and exploring ourselves. But is the world ready for a graphic novel that's only graphic novel that's only horror to now cross over to mainstream? I think so. I think so because I wouldn't know. I don't know why they 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 wouldn't be. I mean, we do know that we have a lot of superhero movies that obviously started as comic books, but they're not horror, right? In right. nature, um, and the super and, and you know, hands down to to a lot of those companies, Marvel and and DC for some of the movies anyway. Um, they do an excellent job. Can it be done with horror? Absolutely, it can be done with horror, as you said, Billy. Um, creep show, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt was a comic series that they turned in to a show. So I would actually welcome that. And I, and I think, why not? I, I feel that we live in a time where people crave something original and people yeah. crave something different. And if it could be done well, then why not? I, I think absolutely uh, they'd be ready for something like that. You know that, Dean, you, you, you introduced me to Comixology. Did I say it right? Yeah, Comixology. And, and on Comixology, see, you got to understand, folks, I cannot get any, any of my real work done because Nadine always makes me have a good life, okay? <laughs> he and his lovely wife are always corrupting me, so, and I love it. And so there is one franchise that you introduced me to, the dark, the dark version of Archie Comics. Oh, that, yeah. That I've been reading. Oh, my. Wouldn't that be great? But, Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't that be great yeah. to fully go there because what we see now and the franchise on Netflix is, is not the same. If we were to fully go where those novels, those graphic novels are going, yeah. now that would be interesting. I agree. And those, uh, for those folks who haven't read it, there's a whole series, a whole line of Archie comics that is just horror. So instead of Veronica, it's Vampironica. Yeah. And they're really, really good. I think Jughead's a werewolf, and it is fantastic. And you know what? You're absolutely right. That would be phenomenal. That would be absolutely phenomenal as a show. I know they have Riverdale as the Archie, uh, right. the Archie comic show, but I think it would be phenomenal if they did the horror portion of it because the, the comics are really, really good. And I think you'd agree because I know you've read a lot of them as mm-hmm. well. I, I love the fact that I'll add to that group. Was Sabrina a comic first? Sabrina the Teenage Witch? It was. The so now – so that's been a crossover there, if you think about it. So now Sabrina, which was an earlier television show, right? But then yeah. it became this – I mean, Netflix, I love the series. Yes, I think the world's ready. He's right. I think the world is ready, Vanessa. And, Vanessa, I have a, a charge for you. If you have any readings, you know, we ask many of our fans to give us topics, if you have ideas or topics you'd like for us to explore. But if you also have any recommended readings, because those are also fun as well. We, we celebrate everything horror. Let us know. You know, or even a place to visit, or even, hey, a food to eat. You know, this is a great opportunity for us. So, but for the novel aspect, share more, 
share more graphic novel interests because I, thanks to Nadim, I found, I rediscovered the little boy in me in that world of what I enjoyed as a child that now I'm enjoying very much so as an adult. And in a way, Nadim, graphic novels, uh, as an adult, I see them so differently now. Yeah. Because before I was just fascinated by the storyline and what they offer. No, today I'm fascinated by every aspect, the colorism, the the, the, the design, the quality, the storyline, and, of course, the characters, because I'm always wondering what's going to be the next step for these folks, right? So hats off to a lot of these independent and smaller published authors who are getting out in the graphic novel game. And some of those, I hope they will get their chance as well in the spotlight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, Billy, I have a question for you. Oh, this is a good one. This is from Max. If yeah. you can invite one amazing special guest, who would it be? Huh. That's a good question. I, I would say <laughs> there are a couple. So we have been talking, folks, to some pretty we're, – we're, as you know, in the podcast world, you start making connections with other podcasters and horror interest enthusiasts as well. And so there are a couple folks who are out there, especially some of these YouTubers, who are visiting these abandoned places, and they're doing some amazing coverage. And I would love to have one of those. And I don't have one to name in particular, but maybe have some of them there because there's this one guy who dedicates his entire channel to it. And every month or so, he's always somewhere and he's getting sponsored. He's doing these great things. But I'm not concerned about the business aspect. I'm just concerned about the storylines that he creates. And then there's this new guy that popped in my channel last night whose name I cannot recall. I know that he's openly gay. He he speaks very... um, he, He talks about all the places he lived in and in, in, in being haunted as a gay man. And like his house was haunted. He was possessed bones by a demon. And he's also new because I, based on the subscriber number and the volume of videos he released, it seemed like he just got started as well. It'd be kind of neat to interview some of the folks like that on our show, as well as a few ghost hunters and, and, and folks like that. Here in, South, in Florida, there is a ghost hunters investigation organization. And so it'd be nice to have one of those individuals come on as well. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of folks we love to, ha- love to have on the show because some people like think that this is all mysticism. But, you know, I always say this. Why say that when, and I'm not knocking religion in any way, but then the same could be applied for religion, right? Yeah. Or any other philosophical viewpoint in which how we live or govern our lives. The difference with horror, though, is that it's not trying to tell us how to govern our lives. We're just celebrating it here. And so that automatically gives it a lot more of a celebratory open, open um, aspect because it brings everyone in. Everyone has a scary story or something to share. And maybe perhaps, Nadine, one final thought, and I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this. Maybe perhaps listening to a few guests, those of you like Max, we notice that you like to come in to our show quite often and listen, hey, why not chat with us? So if that would be of interest as well, especially if you have a unique story that's compelling that deserves an entire hour focus. What about you, Nadine? Well, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of people that, um, a lot of individuals or organizations that we could bring in, and we've we've discussed it, uh, yeah. bringing in a few different people for different specialty shows. Celebrity-wise, um, I would love for to one day have Wes Craven on the show um, or Elvira, um, whichever one yeah. drops first. So Elvira or Wes Craven. And if you're, and I assume if you're listening to the show, you're familiar with Wes Craven. But if you're not, I mean, Wes Craven, we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, The People Under the Stairs, Freddy versus Jason. We are talking about a slew of just horror culture. So I would like to have Wes Craven, if possible, or or Elvira. 
right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Elvira more because of celebrity crush, but still, she's <laughs> somewhat mainstream in the horror in the horror genre. But definitely, we could bring in, um, and we'd like to bring in uh, people who are paranormal investigators and um, even mediums as well. So what yeah, I, I, what are your thoughts, Nadim, on this? You know that there's a Dragula horror Dragula show that comes on a franchise, right? The Boulet right. Brothers. You know, that would be interesting because that's some, something else that's so different. But yet, it's now, you know, they're actually, not only now are they on Netflix, they're also on Shudder as well now. Their shows, too. Well, are they? I remember seeing them on, on Netflix. I didn't know they were yeah. also on Shudder. Yeah, it's listen. So, I, interesting. So, hmm. so you guys know we're not opposed to anyone who would like to come on the show or even call in and talk to us. We're pretty, we're very open about that. So whoever would like to join in, you're always more than welcome to join in on the fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Max, for that thought. And and here's here's the question coming in from Destiny Nadine. Um, you know, actually no, it's not Destiny, it's Todd. Todd wants to know what I'm reading. It's okay, let me read this. Let me let me read this. Love your show, guys. You guys are fascinating and just fun to listen to. Of all the shows you've done in 2020, is there a topic that you'd like to revisit again in 2021? Mm. That's excellent question. Excellent, excellent, excellent question. Um, hmm. I think I wouldn't mind vis- revisiting the horror in the woods. Only because you know, our show is an hour, folks, and there's only so much we can talk about. And when it comes to the woods, there's so many. You're talking about Bigfoot, alien abduction, ghosts, uh, serial killers. It just kind of encompasses everything. But I think that that's one, and it's one of our first shows. But I think that's one that I wouldn't mind revisiting. Uh, what about you, Billy? I mean, we had a lot of enjoyable shows. Every time we do this, we... We uh we at the end of the show we're like wow that that was really good that was so much fun so what about it I mean it's hard to pinpoint just one which mm, one would you want to revisit I would say if you know at some point as the schedule allows if we find a dynamic character like Vladimir the Impaler but someone more contemporary right or a witch yeah. you know versus a series of witches we find one golden witch that we could focus on, that would be super cool. So it's almost like taking it to, like, the second level, but being more focused. So instead of having the entire segment, which is what we're, we're going to be doing, folks, by the way, in 2021, it's looking at some very focused topics so that way we can really enjoy the horror experience throughout the year while at the same time we can bring a conglomerate of ideas or a grouping of ideas, you know, during the thematic times of the year. So it would be really cool to look at some of these fascinating stories and find some new folks. And I will tell you an example. Um, on our schedule coming up later this year, uh, I mentioned Madame Delorier, who is in New Orleans, and you know the whole story there about St. Francisville and the house there. And an American Horror Story took the storyline, part of her story in season three of The Witches, and they used the part of it there and played in played by oh my gosh, what is her name? Who played in? Um, she was oh my gosh. I can't, her name escapes me. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates yeah. played her. Yeah. And so, and we would have returned to that and maybe do a, a deeper dive into those historical contexts. That might be super cool. So, but there are so many topics that come up. You know, yeah, it's nice to revisit in the past, but I also say I'm also open to seeing what's coming. The beauty of 2021 is that 
We don't know what's coming. We hope it's good, by the way. <laughs> but there's always something uncertain, unpredictable that'll just pique our interest, whether it be a new movie or a new show. And I'm thinking, you know, we got to make room for those, 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 those creations as well. But those two topics, mm-hmm. I would say the wolf focus, I mean, werewolves, not werewolves, the vampire and the witch. Focused mm-hmm. storylines of one particular person or witch or, or vampire might be super cool. Yeah, and, and, and Todd, just so you know, we have the entire lineup for 2021 pretty much uh, stacked. We, we've sure. gone through, Billy and I, we do yeah. have the... We have the the schedule is pretty much done until the end of the year as far as what topics. Now that doesn't mean that of course we're not uh, open to discussing new topics or, or switching some things around. But believe it or not, we have a whole list of fresh topics stacked from now until the end of the year, uh, including next week's show, which I'm really excited about as well. Yeah. So Nadine, you want to give them that preview? Let's give them a little taste of the next couple months, actually. So let's I'll throw out a month and you throw out a topic. Ready? This is fun, folks. So this is our, it's our preview, and it's so much fun. And granted, folks, don't get upset with us that we have to change things last minute. The schedule right. is subject to change, and that includes other new aspects or creations that may come our way. And we're going to post on everydayfolksradio.com this listing, so that way you will always know what our lineup is. So that way you can always stay apprised. And, of course, you'll see a few little drops in our social media feeds, too. So ready, Nadim? I'm going to throw out a month, and you throw out a topic for them. All right. A little taste of what's coming. Not even necessarily speaking about the topic. Or perhaps, you know what, throwing in some things there, what you hope to see. So, I, let's, okay, January, we're already starting previews. Today's January 1st. Happy New Year's. Okay, but there are more parts of January, right? So right. what else is coming in January, um, Nadim? So our next show is going to focus on the Zodiac Killer. And it would be the first serial killer that we're going to – we're going to do a few of these uh, throughout the year because folks have been asking for them, Billy, since last year. They sure and have. so the next episode is going to be solely dedicated to the Zodiac Killer. All right. Let's go to February. February, Nadine. February. Now, do you want me to say all of them or just a couple because we have a few a shows? Few. In this well, few, we, in February, we have Charles Manson. Uh, and also scary Valentine stories, and that's going to be different for everybody because some people will find just that they had a scary date, which I really want to hear those stories, or, or that they had some other horror <laughs> uh, aspect going on. So we got the Zodiac Killer coming up next episode in February. We're going to have uh, an episode on Charles Manson and scary Valentine stories. All right, we'll get him one more month, March. March. Okay, so we are going to do, oh, Madame Lurie from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's one of the shows. We have another show uh, that month, but she's one of the shows in that month. So a lot of cool things stacked up uh, coming this way. And also, uh, folks, just so you know, uh, we have, Billy and I, have uh, uh, some projects in the works. Definitely, we're going to be posting some videos of some brief uh, side notes not necessarily the full podcast, but videos on different topics that we're just going to briefly touch upon that are different or maybe subtopics from our podcast. So a lot of fun things that I'm very much looking forward to in this new year. And guess what, folks? But there's more. You know, Nadine, you know, I'm wearing, you all can't see this, but I'm wearing, I always wear cool swag on our show. Uh, because of our brother Nadim, you know, he likes, he and his wife, he corrupt me so beautifully. And so we decided, you know, maybe we need our own, right, Nadim? 
maybe we need our own swag to help promote and to also create something for our loyal fans to identify because we can't do this without you. We stand on your shoulders for success. So if you can be of support, then we have something else coming. What is it, Nadine? Well, we are going to actually have a Fright Talk merch store that will be opening up in February. And you can get a lot of cool swag with our Fright Talk logo or maybe some uh, things with Billy and I on it as well. So that is going to be dropping in February. That is definitely in the works. So you can show that you are part of the Fright Talk Nation. And, folks, we do hope that all the things that we're doing here, it's all in the spirit of fun. You know, we, we, we look back when we started 2020, we recognized that 2020 was going to be different and unique. But we birthed Fright Talk in the middle of the chaos. And this mm-hmm. brought such joy to incredible folks. You know, when I did the average ad of, you know, the deem of all of our shows, we're averaging, you know, from some of the live shows and things like that, people are over, over a thousand folks are listening to us. You know, they're yeah. listening. They're, you know, live listens, down, and that includes live and downloads. Over a thousand people are already just connecting to us and adding to our, 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 our efforts here. And that motivates us because we do this truly for the spirit of fun. But we want you to be along with the, for the journey. And when we get back on ground, we're not going to tell you what we're up to, but there's more coming in the future. So once things get back to normal, we don't want to let it all go right now. But we got some more things. But you got to follow us. And once our YouTube channel's up, we'll send you the information out too. Absolutely. And also, this is a great time to remind everybody that you can call into the show to, today, right now, if you're more than welcome to. The telephone number is 347 539 5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. You could always email your questions, comments, or requests at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or frighttalkguys at gmail.com. And you can send us DMs at ntabsh on Instagram, that's N-T-A-B-S-C-H, or frighttalkguys on Instagram as well. Now, Billy, I have a question here that we kind of answered uh, when we were talking about the lineup, John says, what serial killers do you want to explore? So we mentioned the Zodiac killer is the next episode. And we mentioned that in February, Charles Manson is one we're going to discuss. What other ones uh, John wants to know, would we like to explore? Mm, Jeffrey Dahmer. Definitely. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy. You know, Ted I think Bundy. Ted Bundy another one as well. And notice I keep naming men. So we need to be more equitable here. So, there are some other female serial killers that whose names escape me at the moment, but we need to be be cognizant of that. I think that those are some of the oh oh my God I forgot the the greatest one Edward Gain. Oh yeah, Edward Gain, the main uh-huh. Edward Gain. The reason why we get movies like Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? So you know Edward Gain has inspired some of the makings of those protagonists and those storylines, and so or antagonists in that regard. And so I, I definitely think we have our our hands full. And we have a healthy supply of history there to dive into. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, listen, unfortunately, there's no shortage of serial killers. You know, John Wayne Gacy. I mean, there is just a ton uh, that we will explore. We obviously cannot be explore all of them in 2021, but we're going to explore the major ones for sure. For sure. And hopefully that satisfies the craving of our listeners that have been emailing us uh, and saying, hey, when are you going to do serial killers? Hey, Nadim, Mariaka has sent us something. Oh, hey, Karina, Karina, my favorite. Karina, Happy New Year, friend. And happy she New has Year. a series of questions that are really cool. So I'm going to spitfire these at you, Nadim, because I think these are fun. We'll play with these for a few seconds. Okay. 
she, she wants to know, what are you most excited for in 2021? I am most excited. Um, I want to try to take, depending on conditions, a couple of road trips in 2021. And so I'm excited for that because I haven't really taken a road trip in a couple of years, to be honest. So I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. And I'm just looking forward to new opportunities. And in Fright Talk, I'm looking forward to a ton of things. I mean, things are really, as Billy and I have spoken, things are really jumping for us to the next level with Fright Talk, guys. So um, really, really excited and looking forward to that. What about you, Billy? I know there's a lot to look forward to. Um, a, a cure for this or a, 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 an elimination of this freaking virus, number one, Karina. Yeah. And then yeah. on top of that, I need to get back to my Halloween Horror Night trip. Karina, I have missed not a single year in 25 years. I mean, 24 years, except 25 years, except for last year. So last year didn't count, right? Because Halloween Horror Night was canceled. So I really hope that things are better this year where I'm able to kind of get that back in. So I'm able to get that excited in. And also, like you said as well, getting back to a sense of normalcy, just being able to kick it with people, like, you know, it's kicking it with my friend here, in person, live, at a restaurant, or sitting right. watching a movie, you know, things like that as well. Now, she has another question. What are you most afraid of in 2021? Uh, um, true. I'm afraid the pandemic gets worse. Yeah, me too. That has me to too. be my biggest, that's my biggest concern uh, for 2021 that things can get worse. I yeah. hope not. I hope people out there, you know, Billy, we know that common sense isn't common, but I hope people out there use a little bit more common sense in 2021. But my, uh, my biggest fear is that things get uh, worse with the pandemic, but hopefully that's not going to happen. We're going to have a positive outlook. You know, there's some vaccines rolling out and hopefully if people uh, take some personal responsibility, and we do what we got to do, we can get this thing under control. But th- that would be my biggest fear. What about you, Billy? I think my biggest fear is that we don't have a year of some memorable horror moments. If I don't get a little taste, listen, if I don't get a little taste of some good horror this year, folks, I'm going to be a very upset podcaster, okay? And I'm going to take it out on my friend Nadine because <laughs> there will be no one else around. Because, so I'm really hoping, I'm afraid, but you know, though, I shouldn't say I'm afraid. I'm hopeful as much as I'm afraid. I hope people aren't so like lost and things don't get worse when we don't get what I just said. But here's another question, Dean. What are you not going to miss from 2020? What am I not going to miss? I'm hoping that 2021 brings less political turmoil. I'm not going to miss that. Um, You know, you can turn on the news and see something ridiculous on a daily basis. And um, for either party, not not one party in particular. So I'm definitely not going to – I'm hoping that there's less political turmoil this year in general. I – maybe at the start of the year, I don't think there will be. But that that is something I most definitely will not miss. Uh, You know – dealing with the pandemic, dealing with the everyday struggles and the stresses that we all yeah. deal with. And then on top of that, you watch TV and it's just a constant barrage of, um, you know, nonsense. It, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's almost like you can't get a break from it. So that's something I definitely will not miss in 2021. And what about you, Billy? Because I know that there's many things that uh, were like 2020 deuces. I'm not going to miss that at all. Man, listen, you said it all, a mouthful already. I'll just add this. 
I am tired of us, me, Nadim, and humanity being the star of our own horror movie. Thank you, pandemic. Okay? We are so tired. We are tired of being the protagonist, right? And the antagonist right. is real. It's microscopic. And so it would be nice to have another another hit or another movie <laughs> where we're not the stars, right? So I'm definitely right. not going to miss that. And, of course, I'm not going to miss looking for toilet paper, right? Yes. <laughs> the mask, unfortunately, that's going to be around for a minute. But, you know, fighting for toilet paper, folks, really. So I'm not going to miss right. that. She has two yeah. more. What was the scariest thing for you in 2020, Nadine? The scariest thing for you in 2020? Oh. Um, it's very difficult because <laughs> I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but there's so many scary things that happened in 2020. Um, that the the realization where the pandemic put us at a stay at home, like you can't leave your house type thing, right. that was obviously that was uh, scary and stressful. The civil unrest. Um where I see a lot of divide, that to me is pretty scary as well. Yeah. So, Here's one more. So, I would one think more it would be those two things. Uh-huh. And it, you know, I agree with that, and it's true. Uh, and I think she ended it beautifully with this question, Mariaka. You know, you're slick, Mariaka. I got to say this. She says, any horror stories for 20, from 2020? Any horror stories from 2020? Yeah, that's that, that's the question. Any horror story? So I guess I guess I could say, is there any memorable horror stories? I will tell you that you know my most memorable moment on the show here, uh, for us, for me, is it's, it's when Nadine makes me crack up when his when his when Nadine's alter ego brother comes out, okay, and he gets <laughs> in on a topic, it cracks me up. And it's always based on a movie, right? All right, so that's one thing. And another thing too. One of my most memorable stories that we told here was the one that you read, Nadine, when we did that horror story. I think it was the Halloween Eve one. When we mm-hmm. did a story, you read one of those. It was so good. And you talked about the Everglades and that whole story. Right, that was right. so good for me because we live here in South Florida, um, and, and some of our listeners, too. It was just like, oh, my gosh, I've been there. And it only furthered, like you said earlier, about the woods and how being out in, in, in nature it only furthered my fears about it and phobias about it. So it was super cool. One of my most memorable and cherished moments of the show. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you for that. No, that was great. I Listen, in general, it has been uh, doing Fright Talk, guys. It really yes, it has. has. One of the things that we have hoped for, and I think that based upon the feedback we receive, we've achieved it. One of the things that we, and we will hopefully continue to, to achieve it, we wanted to give people a mental break. We want to give you an hour where you're not thinking about all the craziness and stresses that go on and just dive into different topics that you may or may not find interesting, but at least you're willing to listen and say, huh, that's a different perspective. So yeah, uh, yeah. favorite horror is just in general, uh, Fright Talk, guys. And by the way, I'm going to say this because I know Karina's listening. Karina, you need to call into the show one day. You need to call that's in right, anything Karina. you want. The, as a matter of fact, Rena, here, let me give you a reminder. The telephone number is 347-539-5372. Again, the number is 347-539-5372. You can always email us your questions, comments, or requests at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or brighttalkguys at gmail.com. And, of course, you could direct message in Instagram at N-T-A-B-S-C-H and Tabsh or Bright Talk Guys. 
See, that was a great segue, wasn't it, Billy? <laughs> hey, Nadine, Destiny wants to know this. You mentioned opening, we mentioned opening a merch store. What types of items will be there? Ah, great question. What was the name? Uh, Daphne, was it? Destiny. Destiny. Destiny, thank you uh-huh. so much for listening. So we have a lot of cool things coming up. Uh-huh. Um, shirts, you cannot have merch if you don't have shirts. Exactly. Women's shirts, men's shirts, V-necks, round necks. Uh, and then we're going to have, we do have our logo, but we are going to have uh, two designs, right? So we're looking at two designs. And then, of course, we're looking at uh, mugs. I know that there's hoodies also available. There's going to be right. a lot of cool things on there as well. And then we're also creating opportunities so that when this, uh, when we're over this hump of the pandemic, we're going to do a, a couple meet and greets. So we got that in the works as well. Right. But as, in reference to the merch, it's going to be uh, we're starting, we're rolling out with the shirts, the mugs, the hoodies, and again, the different designs and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Oh, and I can't wait. Destiny, and, and, and Anthony, we hope that you'll be one of the first folks to go in and visit and show your pride, show your horrific pride wherever you are, to share <laughs> with the world. How not only it's not just about pride talk, but celebrating the genre and really celebrating it. We really like. I love the way that Nadine said we're gonna give it a mental break for one hour. It's super cool, and we we can't do that without you. Absolutely. Check, uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Nadine. No, I said I have a question that came in from Jason. It says, are oh. you guys excited about the new Candyman movie? Honestly, for me, I'll tell you Candyman. why. I'm. I'm excited because I think Peel or Rick, uh, Chris Rock, one of the two is in it or doing it. I can't recall which. But the point is, I am excited, but I'm not excited because I, I was never personally a fan of the Candyman franchise. But then again, when I look back at it, then what made me afraid of Candyman? Now that I think about it, maybe it, I, I got to change my answer here. So I'm sounding like I'm all over the place, but Jason, it's because I'm still trying to find what way can Candyman be brought to the 21st century that doesn't make it even more sinister? Because back in the day when he came out, it was late 80s, early 90s, it was different because it was very rare that you had a black male being a, a, a horror figure, right? And so that was scary in itself. <laughs> and so now today, we, it, it, the landscape is so diverse now. I'm curious to see what else would they bring. And I do hope that it'll stay on the psychological more than the supernatural, I guess. Because the supernatural obviously brings him to our brings him to fruition. I'm just hoping that the new movie doesn't just leave us or at least sell itself out to what's already known or typical of what it could be. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Well, I did like the first Candyman movie. I wasn't as crazy about the sequels, but the first one I thought was okay for its time. I yeah. thought it was okay. I have a problem in general with remakes only because I feel that in some cases it could be better. Listen, Rob Zombie does an absolutely amazing job with the Michael Myers and the Friday the 13th franchise. He really has. Um, However, when it comes to remaking something, you have to understand that we've already seen it. We know the storyline. So when you're remaking something, there's that loss of original thought and idea that you are presenting something to the audience, yes, maybe in a different way, but not different. So you're presenting something in a different way that may not necessarily be different. So I'm not keen on remakes in general. Um, and I did like the first Candyman movie, but I don't know about a remake of the Candyman movie. And having said that, I don't know, Billy, was the first movie 
and this is I'm not trying to sound rude, but was the first movie successful enough to have a remake of it? I'm not sure, actually, because I, I, I really don't know. That's a very good question. And you know what? Even if it weren't, that's okay. Because maybe in a new genre, new era, of, in a new generation of horror fans, it'll do, a, it'll do it justice, right? And there are some movies. Like, for instance, Beetlejuice was cool when it came out. But people really celebrate Beetlejuice today in ways that they did not celebrate Beetlejuice before, right? And, yes, it was comedy. It wasn't really horror. But it still leans itself in the category of horror to some extent because of the topics. But the funny thing is that it's more celebrated today because it just brings something new that's not being done. So then when we look at horror movies today, we do have other competitors where you have um, uh, movies, at least, where you see more folks of color, Latino, Black, et cetera, who are now taking on, in, in Asian culture as well, doing some amazing horror movies as well and horror sci-fi things. And so now because of that, I'm just hoping Candyman just lives up to something different. Even if I get a taste of what was there before, because we already know what he does, right, or how he arrives. But I just hope it's different. And if Peel's name is on it, I am certain that we'll be okay. Like, we'll get something worthwhile, you know, because it definitely takes a lot of heart. But I got a question for you, Nadine, that since we're talking about this, Pinhead, okay? Yeah. There's been 100 Pinheads, okay? I Mm -hmm. love Clive Barker. I love the Hellraiser franchise. Do you think the generation today is ready for a new or modern or prequel, perhaps, to Pinhead? Um, so, Billy, I kind of have always had this feeling that movies, horror movies in the 80s and early 90s were scarier than the movies of the 2000s. Yeah. Um, I, I know for a while there, things were kind of dried up in the horror movie industry, and then Scream came out. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I know a lot of people loved it and went crazy for Scream. And um, what was the other one? I know what you did last summer or something like yeah. that. I never found either of those movies particularly scary, uh, to be honest. So I, it's it's difficult because I feel that almost the the scare element has gone down. You know, the Saw movies, I don't find them scary. I just find them gory. You know, but not necessarily scary. So I just feel that it's it's a it's a very difficult balance when you are trying to create something, recreate something that was done so well. Hellraiser was done so well that trying to recreate it would be very difficult. It's the same way as if somebody who tried to recreate Back to the Future. It was done yeah. so well the first time. Chances are you're not going to do it as well the second. Mm. And you know what? I'll I'll add to that. I love that. Uh, I'll share this. You know, Murphy, our friend Mr. Murphy, is actually doing something different coming up in the next year for production. You know how in in, in an American Horror Story franchise, there are different characters, right? And so he wants to make, uh, he's going to be making a series. He he announced that he's going to be making like a, a, like almost like a creep show, but like for American Horror Story. And it's a different name, though. And it's going to be little segment short stories based around some of the other back characters. It's almost like an Annabelle. There's the nun and Annabelle, right? And right. Then now the nun is a major franchise. So he wants to start taking some of the storylines of some of the lesser characters that were significant and giving them now a focus in a short story or short film. Oh, see, but I'd be interested in something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I mean, it, it may be if Candyman, because I mean, not in Candyman, but but um, in um, the other one, Hellraiser, Pinhead had the Cenobites that were around him. 
So we do see Pinhead. He's the figure always in every sequel, right? And there are others, but it'd be super cool, like the Doctor in season in in in, in the in the second version, if he had some other piece. Or the woman, the woman with the thing in her throat. I can't, I don't know what her name is, but mm-hmm. she's a Cenobite with the thing in her throat. Let's see that story. Let's see her take on some other thing, right? right? Or have some other focus. So it would be nice. Or the guy, the chatterbox, you know, the one that moves his mouth a lot. Right. So those would be super cool. So taking them and giving them their own, paying homage to them in their own short film or story. That would be super cool. And I think Murphy's on to something here, folks. So definitely, Jason, you, your question just spawned all this other stuff, and we thank you. That was really good. Fantastic. You know, Billy, we got a question in in a show we did in December, but they sent it mm-hmm. to us afterwards. It was more like a comment. And I, I never read it uh, because I felt I forgot about it and I felt bad. But as I was looking through our, our, you know, we have our line open, it popped up again. So I want to read it. And this was from Frankie and Eric, mm-hmm. right? And so Frankie and Eric, this is when we were discussing Christmas time mm-hmm. movies and stuff themselves. And they put, what do you guys think of a movie where an evil child poisons the milk and cookies? Santa eats the cookies and gets sick, so elves and Mrs. Claus have to care of have to take care of Christmas themselves. <laughs> that would be it would be it would make a really good comedy versus a horror, but it would have some like horror comedy. That would be fun. Right. 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 I, I actually think it's a very original idea, actually. I, I I like it quite a bit, only because it has that you're right, it has that comedic element and but there's most definitely a horror element if you're trying to poison Santa to it as well. But I'm I'm glad we mentioned it because I didn't want the moment to pass without us uh, or another show to pass without us mentioning it. it we've got one last question coming in to Dean from Jen. She wants to know, what scary places do you all plan to visit in South Florida in the future? So we do have um, lined up that Billy and I will be going to the Curtis Mansion. And we will be, it will just be Billy and I going through the Curtis Mansion and going through the different rooms. Uh, we will be recording it, right? So you can see the all the reactions and, and everything and see how fast Billy can run. So we have that line down. <laughs> um, so I, we definitely want to do that. There was another place, that place that you wanted to go. There's all the Deering Estate, but there's also the place you wanted to go uh, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that's a goof. You know, definitely not outside of King's Tide because it gets flooded over there. Uh, but, you know, definitely something to do at some point. Definitely those are some places. And I'll also share, too, you know, that they, I know this is crazy and I don't like mosquitoes and getting eaten no different than you. But, you know, at some point it might be okay just to go and trek a little bit into Homestead or into the Everglades. <laughs> it might not yeah. be a bad idea to try. During the day, of course. We, we know we're not crazy folks. But hey, right. you know, like you never know. So, you know, Jen, we'll let you know. And it, and if we do, and you know, once we bring it to you, you'll see it live or not live, but recorded. Perhaps live, we don't know yet, but definitely on our YouTube channel, you'll start seeing some of our coverage of these awesome places and the and the things that we'll be covering. Looking forward to seeing what we can do there and and how we can bring more of that. And who knows? Maybe we'll start doing this around the nation in the world, and that would be super cool. Absolutely. It would. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm down to go to the Everglades. Maybe, Billy, maybe in the future we could revisit the area where I had a. Uh, yeah, experience. that'd be cool. Oh my gosh, that'd be so crazy cool. During the day and with a lot of people. I'm just saying. Yeah, during the day, a lot of people and with um, support, right? Like support. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, 
we have to say we enjoyed this very much. I, you know, thank you for, you know, the Dean especially and, and to all of you for making our, my January 1st, a, a memorable, beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in South Florida, folks. It's a it beautiful day outside. So we're so grateful for that. And, and we hope that you'll be joining us. You know, we're not done. This is just starting, folks. We got not 11 more months in a year. So this month has three Fridays, and you get to hear us three times live. <laughs> so don't forget to mark your calendar for January 15th and, of course, at that January 29th. But we will have more segments, and we'll post on everydayfolksradio.com and all our social media feeds. We'll, we'll give you a taste and reminders of all these cool things. Go to everydayfolksradio.com and subscribe to the site so you can also stay in tune and be part of the, the blog posts that come out that show every flyer that comes out, too. So we'll be posting those out. And, and we also um, just want to say, um, have a good year, right, Nadine? Have yeah, a good year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? It, today, and I know some people are like, oh, it's just a change of hours, but today feels like a better day. And hopefully there are better days ahead for everybody, for everybody. There's better days ahead. So we here at Fright Talk, guys, we want to thank you for, for joining us on this journey. This marks episode number 11. What does that mean for you? 11 hours of content. That you can go through and you can listen. If you listen today, go back and listen to the other 10 hours of content because I can tell you that all the shows we have lined up are completely uh, fresh topics. As mentioned, next show preview is Zodiac Killer. That is what we're going to be focusing on in the next show um, by popular demand. Uh, but really, we want to wish everybody the happiest of New Year's. Thank you for following us, for listening in during last year. You know, Billy and I, uh, we've been doing this together during, as Billy said, in the thick of it, of a, of a 2020. And we, we yes, want to thank everybody that came along for the, mm-hmm. for the ride and thing. Tell me along for the ride. Cause we have a long way to go. <laughs> Merch store will be opening up in February and anytime from here until the next show, you guys can always email us your questions or your comments. And we just want to wish you guys the very, very best. Take care all until January 15th.